to get set up out here and make sure everything's right. <sighs> Welcome to episode 13 in season three of Fantasy Binge. <laughs> As you can see, I'm in much better spirits today. I, I am your host, Tamara. This is Tony, Tony the Fantasy Sage over here making unnecessary noises. Oh my goodness. Today is Saturday. <clears throat> we are preparing you guys for the rest of your lineup for tomorrow's game. Uh, I lost my train of thought. It's going to be a short one today. We got some news and We notes. always say that and then the podcast is like 45 minutes know, to an hour. But I literally, it's one page of stuff aside from the game previews that I have. I didn't have a lot. All right. Um, you can find us as usual on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, but I have some news. Mm-hmm. We are now on Stitcher and TuneIn. Nice. So if you use any of those platforms to listen to podcasts, you can find us on any of those platforms, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, SoundCloud, just search Fantasy Binge. You'll find us. It says Fantasy Binge in our logo. And it's a football field, so I think it's pretty clear that we're talking about fantasy football on this podcast. Yes, but also the description clearly identifies that Tamara and Tony James, the fantasy... Actually, I put Tony the fantasy sage. Mm. I know. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that doesn't seem right. Mm. It's Tony James the fantasy sage. It's all right. Well, yeah, it's got to be all right, because we've got 12 episodes posted with that, so... I'm not going back and changing it. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> we're expanding our platforms as we, as we had discussed in previous podcasts and videos. So hopefully um, there's a variety of ways for you to get the information, the fantasy football information that you need. Indeed. Uh, so what's going on around the water cooler? Well, first, I want to start with a recap okay. of Thursday night's football game. Now. I think we all pretty much knew that the Patriots were going to come out victorious in this matchup. Yeah, but in the first quarter, it was like, it looked, what is it was going tight. on? It was tight. Um, I think, though, we saw something in Daniel Jones. The kid has potential. Doesn't have the best offensive line to protect him. But he actually played a decent game. I mean, aside from the three turnovers, they're playing the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Aside from the three turnovers, he actually played uh, a decent game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Patriots front was just a little bit too strong for him. Golden Tate, 6 for 102 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. Now, though I think Golden Tate does have a lot of fantasy potential, we have to understand that this is without Evan Ingram in the offense. This is without Sterling Shepard in the offense. Mm-hmm. So he was the guy. Yeah, he was They the didn't have option. Saquon Barkley out there playing, right? So he's the only dude that was a veteran on that roster. He was going to get play right. in this game. So as I've been saying for weeks, Golden Tate is a sneaky pickup off the waiver wire if he's still on your waiver wire. But at the same time, we have to taper expectations for when those other dudes start to come back into the fold. Now, what's good about that is when you've got Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard on the field, he's like the third option, Golden Tate. Mm -hmm. And so he's not going to be getting 
the attention from the best cornerback on the other side of the ball, right? Okay. So, so. it's going to have opportunity to get open, but we may not see nine targets again right. once these other dudes get back. Uh, he's owning 63% of league, so okay, there's an option been listening. that uh, there, there's, a, there's a possibility that he might be an option to go yeah. pick up, especially um, depending on how quickly Saquon is able to come back. Giants defense actually looked good. I know the score doesn't tell the story, but they had three sacks. They had a pick on Brady, and they had a forced fumble. So, you know, they just the game just got away from them in the second half. Uh, also, though, um, the Giants went out and signed Buck Allen. Yeah, I have that in the news. So, even if Saquon doesn't come back, now they waived John uh, Hillman. Uh, Hilleman. It's Hilleman. They waived him. So, I mean, he wasn't doing anything anyway, but Buck Allen, when you start looking at, okay, Golden Tate's an option, Saquon's not out there, if Buck Allen comes in and steps in and starts producing and becomes well, an And option. I think that, that signing is more a result of Wayne Gallman going to be out for longer than, mm-hmm. than expected. So when Saquon comes back, Buck Allen is going to become the two, the running back two on that team. Now, they didn't use the running back two very often when Saquon was healthy. Right, so if Saquon's still gonna be out, Buck Allen immediately steps up into that that leading running back, and we saw him play well in Baltimore with that role. Um, Brady, thirty-one for forty-one, three forty-four, Ugh, two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> it's like you hate for him to succeed. Why? Why are you so? No, it's irritating because. There are people out there who have Sony Michelle. There are people out yeah, okay. there who have James White, right? Rex Burkhead. Of course, Burkhead didn't play in this matchup. But there are people out there that own Patriots running backs. Right, that would have loved <laughs> for them to get mean? those goal line and touches. And this guy's rushing in touchdowns. He the first, like the second one he rushed in, they started on the three. He didn't get it the first time. They gave it to him again. <laughs> you have running backs. You were robbed, Tom. Go ahead and go for a second up. Come on, man. Like Sony Michelle ended up having a decent, a decent day. Uh, twenty-two for eighty-six, and then two receptions for twenty-seven yards. But even the first rushing touchdown went to Brandon Bolden. Three rushing touchdowns in that game. None of them went to their their running back one. That's irritating as hell <sighs> for fantasy owners. But it is what it is. Um, Edelman had a great game, 9 for 113. Uh, Patriots D continues to do what they do. And you know what? I was looking at something, right? Because we've been talking about a lot of these teams that started out with these amazing records, Dallas being one mm-hmm. of them, right? And I was looking at the Patriots 6-0. They've played Pittsburgh, Miami, Jets, Buffalo, Washington, Giants. <laughs> so what are you saying? They haven't played anybody. And I was like, okay, well, maybe at some point in the schedule we'll get some games where – it's a real test for these guys. This is the rest of their schedule. Mm-hmm. Jets, Cleveland, Baltimore, Philly, Dallas, Houston, KC, Cincy, Buffalo, Miami. Kansas City and Dallas might be the only ones. Maybe, maybe, maybe Philadelphia. May, but Dallas? Yeah. I mean, they play a team that's better than a losing record. So what I hear you saying right now is you've had a chance to really think it over, and you're thinking New England could go undefeated this season. I have that written down. <laughs> New England could could potentially, but what it means is, yes, they could go undefeated, but their offense is not that dope. Like, mm. Brady's not throwing for a boatload of yards and passing touchdowns this season. Is he not? No, he's not. 
The running backs have been carrying the team, and the defense has been carrying this team this year. Brady's stats are mediocre. What's a boatload of touchdowns to you? What does he have? Six? Across the whole season? Well, how many touchdowns has Brady So far this season, he has ten. Okay. In six games? In six games, yeah. Okay. That's not two a game. I'm, well, all I'm saying is this offense and he, does and not the, look, And he has three rushing touchdowns. All I'm saying is this offense does not, last game does not look impressive. It does not look impressive. And, again, they're playing bottom half of the league teams. This is one of those teams that could win all season long and then get into the playoffs and get knocked out in the first round because then they actually have, have to, to play, play somebody that's notable. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see if that's the way it pans out for them. Yeah. What um, else do you have going on around the water cooler? This pass interference rule. Here we should talk about it. Okay. I struggle sometimes on what we spend time talking about on the podcast and streamlining because ultimately our goal is to give you fantasy relevant news. I know. So, you know, the past interference rule there is... just wasn't a lot of news. I, well, I know. <laughs> so, so that's, I mean, <laughs> so I definitely agree, like... This pass interference rule, so far this season, we have not seen one challenge be upheld. There, It's something like 80% of the challenges are not. Are, no, no, no. Are, I'm not just talking about challenges in general. I'm talking about No, that's what I'm saying. Okay, the to pass the pass interference, interference Yeah, it's something like 80% of the challenges are originally upheld as the call on the field. Or no I would, call. I would say more than that. I've I have not seen a coach win their challenge as far as the I've past. seen two be overturned thus far this season. Okay, I must um, have been taking a nap but during it, those games. There's but. only been two all season. It's like the the referees are dead set on. We made the call in the call stance, like and I mean, I, I think the most egregious one. There's been a few, but definitely there was one in Thursday's this day, game. Yeah, yeah. In this game. It's like it this ridiculous. is clearly clearly pass interference. What are they not? What does it take? And one of the commentators tried to say, oh, they're looking for something that just has to be egregious and definitely blah, 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 blah. But it's like I said, if we're holding it to that standards, then the whole reason why this rule exists, which comes from the famous no call in the New Orleans Rams game, that wouldn't have been overturned. Or make it or make it challengeable in the playoffs. If it's not going to apply the way that it's supposed, the point okay. is to get the, the call right on the field, right? But clearly... Every single one of these that have been challenged has risen to the level of pass interference based on the rule, right? <laughs> and as and none of them, none of them get overturned or get called. Right. It's re- it's ridiculous. Like, what's the point of making the rule if the rule's not going to be properly enforced? And the thing is, everybody's worried about time, right? It's going to take a lot longer for these games. But it's not like they didn't give the coaches any additional challenges, right? You know what I mean? Like, they still have the, the two first challenges. two challenges. If they get them right, they get a third. So it's not going to add a, a bunch of time to the game. But the referees, I, I, and I knew that this was going to happen. They're not going to over. They're not going to continue to. I can tap on the table if I want to. If it gets in the microphone, then it gets in the microphone. But okay, first of all, whoa. Second of all, no. Stop tapping on the table. Um, they don't want to overturn their own non-calls or calls to begin with. And that's mm-hmm. what it boils down to, which to me is a little bit ridiculous, and that defeats the purpose of I agree. The defeats the purpose. Might as well not even have it if it's if it's not going to be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I have in AB news, because he can't go a full three cycles without Jeez. popping back up. Now he's launching a campaign 
to be re-signed to the uh, I put Giants here knowing that I should have put Patriots. He said if you're gonna have you guys are gonna have to pay me anyway, you might as well play me. <laughs> That's what he said. Aren't you in school? No. He, I guarantee you attended one. Or class. is this gonna count as the like new NCAA rules where <laughs> he can get reimbursed off his likeness? He's trying to get an honorary doctorate. Oh, okay. Uh, in sports medicine or yeah, what? Yeah, he's just ridiculous. It's it's time for him to just go away. Earl Thomas is getting hit with a fine for that hit on Mason Rudolph. Really? Yep. The league's fining him for that. It was a clean hit. It was a shoulder hit. It looked bad, but yeah, he got a. I mean, it didn't turn out in Mason just, Rudolph's favor, but that doesn't mean league. now I get in trouble for turning it. into a league where you just can't touch the quarterback. Not even a clean hit. This is why we need to start establishing like a virtual league where just nobody touches anyone. And then we figure out or we figure out how to play in robots. I don't know. Something needs to happen. Man. Uh, Anthony Lynn says that Melvin Gordon's reps will go up this week, Uh which is, you know, this is a great matchup for them. Uh, The Chargers are playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's in L.A. Um, Pittsburgh is 22nd against the run. So this should be a good, good game uh, for Melvin Gordon. Those of you that have him, I say start him this week. Now, last week we said the same thing, but we learned. Well, it came out like Sunday morning. Yeah, right before the game started that he was going to actually be on a pitch count, uh, modified workload, and so it didn't really work out in your favor last week. Um, But it looks like he's going to get an uptick this week. Um, We already talked about uh, Buck Allen being signed by the Giants. Of rumors of an A.J. Green trade by the trade deadline. Now, I want to make a point here. The trade NFL trade deadline is October 29th. Okay. That's not the point I want to make. The point I want to make is to pay attention to when the trade deadline is in your league. Okay. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be sometime in November. Okay. Um, and so whatever moves that you're considering making, start putting those trade packages together, start getting those trades done. Because come November, if your team, if your league has a trade deadline, some don't. But if it does, come November, then you'll just solely be relying on the waiver wire for injuries and everything else that you need to get done. So pay attention to that. Pro tip, what you can do also in your league is go to your activity section Mm -hmm. and look and see who's dropping players, who's picking players up. Absolutely. Um, And that might help. Kind of streamline or make faster your your pickups and, and looking at... Um, who's available, especially That's, if you're, you've are you been looking for somebody who's been on someone's team for a while. First thing I do on waivers clear is I wake up that morning, I look at all of my leagues and who's been dropped because undoubtedly somebody is either A, frustrated with a player or B, dealing with bye weeks now. There are a lot of injured players mm-hmm. who teams just don't have the space to hold on to them anymore. Right. So in order to make the waiver claims that they need to make, they, to, to drop to, they gotta drop people. And so always, always be paying attention to who's being dropped in your leagues and go snap. If you got room to stash people, now's the time to do it. Um and last but not least, Minshew Mania. Have you heard about Minshew Mania? No, is this where they're wearing handlebar mustaches? Yes, in the, the Jags are giving out thirty-five thousand mustaches to fans. <laughs> For this game, and I want one. Ten fans who cut their jeans into shorts <laughs> will receive a Gardner Minshew jersey. Wait, 
why does he is he known for wearing cut off jean shorts? It's just the the handlebar, the Tra- guy trailer park with, trash. Yeah, that it's it's the look. So I guess I shouldn't say trash. Just because you live in a trailer park doesn't mean you're trash. Yeah, it's probably a good thing to to edit that yeah. out when we. <laughs> no, no, I'm keeping it in. If you don't want to listen anymore, then don't listen. Hey, we don't have enough listeners to be telling people no, no, not no. to listen. Facts. <laughs> we need all the all listeners. All please listen. And get. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's it for news. All right. So do we have a, you want to do injury minute? Yeah, let's run it down. Um, David Johnson with his back was limited in practice. Christian Kirk. Ankle injury, was is it going to be a game-time decision? Hollywood Brown with an ankle is questionable. Mark Andrews' shoulder is questionable. A.J. Green, ankle injury, suited up for the team and walkthroughs on Friday. But, as we just discussed, we don't know if he's going to play. He might not even be a, a, well, I have, out. As of today, he's been a He's out? out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Randall Cobb, hip and back injury, did not practice. T.J. Hawkinson, concussion. Uh, was a full participant in practice on Friday, but he's still attempting to receive uh, concussion protocol clearance Mm -hmm. to be able to play tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers, with his knee injury, was limited in practice. Devontae Adams has been ruled out. Kenny Stills is a game-time decision with a hamstring and ankle injury. Tyreek Hill's shoulder is questionable. Sammy Watkins' hamstring is doubtful and will likely be ruled out. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley has officially been ruled out. Mm-hmm. Look for Malcolm Brown to be getting the lion's share of the carries. Hunter Henry, with his knee injury, is questionable for tomorrow. Um, Alvin Kamara ankle is questionable. Drew Brees, his rehab is going well, hopes to be throwing a regular-sized football very soon. Good for him. He's still ruled out for Sunday. Yeah, oh yeah, he's not playing. Uh, Demarius Thomas with his hamstring slash knee injury is questionable. Chris Herndon with his hamstring is out. Corey Clement has been put on IR. Deshaun Jackson with his abdomen injury is out, and I see our IR coming for him by next week as well. Mm -hmm. He's not improving. Uh, Darren Sproles' quad is out. George Kittle was added to the injury report on Friday with a groin injury. And is deemed questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vernon Davis has been ruled out with a concussion, and Jordan Reed today was placed on IR. You got other people you want to talk about? Mm, no, we talked about uh, David Johnson. Yeah, we no. knew Jalen Samuels was out. Yeah, we I just knew this Jamal is my long Williams. list. Okay. Yeah, what's up with Jimmy Graham? Jimmy Graham is limited limited Yeah, limited uh, on Friday, but he's not marked questionable or anything. I'm just seeing if anyone else. Davis is out. Jalen Samuels is probably going to play too. Mm, I have him out. As of today? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I had Friday injuries. I prepped yesterday. I prepped today, which is why so my have, injury news is more up to date than yours. You have more to date stuff. All right. So uh, we ran down the first half of games, uh, Thursday's game and the morning games on uh, Wednesday. So you should go back and listen to that show if you have not already, if any of these players um, are on the in playing in the morning because we mentioned – um, people that you might want to play or not play based on those game rundowns 
um, if they are, oh my gosh, I'm rambling, I'm realizing. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, on Wednesday, we talked about the morning game, so if any of these injured players are in those morning games, that's where we discussed options for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll finish with uh, the afternoon games and Monday's games uh, now. We finally got on the same page. <laughs> I have gone to ESPN.com, looked at their schedule, yep. and that is the order in which my sh- my games are in. There we go. All right. So let's start with uh, first afternoon game, San Francisco against the Rams. All right. So the 49ers look solid. Um, I think they're the truth. They're top 10 in all defensive statistical categories. Um, and I think the Rams are going to have a hard time getting off against them at all. Having said that, the 49ers offense doesn't look the greatest aside from their run attack. They really need to get their pass game going a little bit more to be able to keep up with some of these tougher teams. I think this is a good game to get that going. Um, the Rams are 18th against the pass. Also, they're going to be without Todd Gurley. Now, I know a lot of people don't think that means much, but you have to depend defend them differently when Todd Gurley is on the field, whether he's been super effective or not. I think we talked about this last uh, before last week's games, and we said that mostly you're seeing the production out of the wide receivers anyway. Mm-hmm. Their run game is, has not been what it was last season. Yep. Uh, 49ers are sixth against the pass, third against the run. So I think the Rams are going to have to have some creative stuff to be able to really get some points put up on the board, but Sean McVay is who he is, so I expect him to have a (laughs) game plan that's going to work well uh, for them. San Francisco side of the ball, I like Tevin Coleman and Matt Burita. I like George Kittle. George Kittle goes off against the Rams. Um, He has a history of that, so I expect him to have over 100 yards and and at least one touchdown this week. Um, On the start-sit section for the 49ers, I have Jimmy G., I expect him to have an average game. Okay. Um, two passing touchdowns, two hundred something yards, which is like like we always talk about. That's average. That's that's perfectly fine fantasy day. But if you're looking for twenty plus points, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to give that to you this week. Um, and I actually do not like the wide receivers for San Francisco in this team. I think it's going to be a more of a run heavy attack. Okay. Um, on the Rams side of the ball, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, I love this week. Uh, start sit Brandon Cooks I'm kind of on the fence about I do not like Malcolm Brown uh, Jared Goff and I don't like the tight end Everett this week I think the San Francisco 49ers will take this one Um, Atlanta Arizona just looking at Brandon Cooks whether or not he's there's any comment about his return after this, the, the concussion that he suffered. He's not on the injury report, mm-hmm. which is they, really, really looks weird. Looks like he's going to be back, but even still, he's number three. He's not going to be 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcons-Cardinals. Uh, this should be – this has a 41-point over-under, but I actually I would take the over in this game. I think these are two bad defenses with the exception of the run defense for the Cardinals. Uh, which is why I don't like Devontae Freeman in this game. Mm -hmm. But I think this is going to be a pretty pass-heavy battle between the two of these teams. I'm not sure who's going to win it, Um, again, because both defenses are bad, but that Arizona offense is really starting to put things together. They've been clicking more and more every single week. Um, On Atlanta's side of the ball, I, I love Matt Ryan. I like Julio in this game. Austin Hooper, you always, always, always start your tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals. They are dead last against the tight end. 
Um, I like Ridley and Sanu. So all of the receivers on the Falcon side of the ball, mm-hmm. I think Matt Ryan is just going to be throwing the ball all over the field this game. And so I think they all stand to have some fantasy value. On Arizona's side of the ball, I like Kyler Murray, Fitzgerald, um, and Christian Kirk. And I actually really like David Johnson in this game. If David Johnson does not go, we've been talking about Chase Edmonds all week. Mm-hmm. If he's out there on your waivers and you have David Johnson or you just need a running back and David Johnson is not going to play, go pick up Chase Edmonds. He will have stock in this game. It's only owned in 17% of leagues, so mm-hmm. there's a possi- there's a strong he's possibility he's going to be uh, out there. Yep. Um, but also Christian Kirk is a game-time decision. He right. has an ankle injury, right. so you'll so definitely want to... Yeah. Keep an eye out for him, too. Um, Just go sit. Atlanta. You know I, you want to say it. I, I, I say Arizona. Uh, we disagree. I'll write that down. <clears throat> Tennessee at Denver. Um, these offenses are on and off for me. Denver had a decent outing last week against the Chargers. Tennessee, I, I, they're just so hit or miss. Their receivers aren't really usable for fantasy purposes. They have a, a good game here and there, depending on the opponent. I love Derrick Henry this week against that 28th-ranked Denver run defense. So I think this is going to be a, a heavy Derrick Henry day. Um, Philip Lindsay is utilized in the offense in multiple ways, so I actually still like him in this game against Tennessee, and, and I like Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I'm on the fence with Cortland Sutton, but definitely I would stay far away from Flacco and uh, Royce Freeman. Okay. Um, Tennessee, I don't like Mariota in this game, and I don't ever like the Tennessee wide receivers just because they're so inconsistent. Yeah, you got Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys. And that A.J. Brown dude. Yeah. They're, they're just too, they're too difficult to predict. Um think oh I do have a prediction I predict that Noah Fant will score a touchdown this week it's tight end for the Denver Broncos okay he will get in the end zone um I'm going a, to say okay because he's only had one touchdown this season, season so I yeah. guess that's that's a fair prediction I guess I think he's gonna score okay if you need a tight end that's that's gonna get you 10 well that's 50 50 so he's either gonna score or he's not I think fan will get you 10 this week okay now that I like better yeah. you think Noah fans gonna get 10 points touchdown 40 something yards in and a touchdown half point PPR standard standard yeah um I'm gonna take the home team Denver to win this game okay Da, 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 Dallas. Oof. I know. <sighs> what are you going to do with them Cowboys? So, fun fact, uh, picking the kid up from after school program, I walk outside to a fully decked out Dallas Chrysler 300. Oh, goodness. I've seen that car. <laughs> I've seen that car. And I just town. looked, and he looked at me, and I could <laughs> tell he looked, he knew that I was like, that's doing too much. Yes, Why are you way doing too, too much. much? <laughs> like with Dallas at that. It wasn't Damo? Damo, Damo wasn't driving? No, no. Boy, it's crazy Dallas fans. Um, you know, they're two, they're three and two, but I am not impressed with their victories at all. This is a game that they should be able to win easily based on what we've seen from Dallas in the first three weeks. But I don't know. I actually think 
this could be one of those ones that people walk away from shaking their heads going, Dallas is going to Dallas. You think they're going to lose to the Jets? I don't think they're going to lose. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Okay. Um, Jets get their quarterback back. They get Sam Darnold back. And as we've talked about for weeks, that's a huge uptick in the offense for um, for the wide receivers, for Robbie Anderson, and for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, that said, Dallas happens to be ranked number one against the pass. Okay. Sixth against opposing quarterbacks. So, all so they this, have a good pass rush. All this talk about Sam Darnold comes back, play Robbie Anderson, play Robbie Anderson. We might have to wait a week. Yeah, hold we, back we, on we that. We might have to wait a week. Okay. Um, and then I think they have the Patriots next week. Mm. So we might have to wait two weeks. <laughs> that said, we did talk about the Jets schedule and said that after these yeah. two weeks that their schedule really, really opens up. Um, this just may be a struggle for them. I do think this is going to be a great, great outing for Le'Veon Bell. Okay. On the Jets' side of the ball, I have him as the only one that I actually feel comfortable starting. Um, if their tight end was out there who's got that hamstring injury, mm-hmm. I would say to play him as well, but he's he's already been ruled out. Dallas' side of the ball, um, Zeke is going to go full ham. In this game, is he? You, I, I so you so. mean he's gonna out? He's gonna outdo what he's been doing on Absolutely. average. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, they are 18th against the uh, the run, but that run really opens up the pass game for Dallas. I think Zeke is gonna have a very productive day on the ground, and I think it's gonna open things up in the third quarter for Cooper and Gallup. Um, I like Prescott to throw for over 300 yards in this game, so I think he's a good fantasy option. I would stay far away from Jason Witten. Uh, Cooper was just a limited participant in practice. Okay. So I like Dallas to win the game, play. but I think it's going to be closer than people think. How close? Um, I wish I had written down the point spread on this one, but I'll say was it like four or four 13? points. I'll say four points. Okay. Uh, Dallas should pull it off though. Pittsburgh Chargers, 57-point over-under. Vegas thinks that Pittsburgh is going to be able to put up some real points in this game. Even with Hodges that's in what, as, that's at quarterback? I was like, I don't understand how a third-string quarterback is getting that and much faith. Vance McDonald is questionable still, yep. right? Yep. And was Juju mentioned on the no, no, limited no, no, no. practice? Juju's no. fine, but I wouldn't play him this week. Um, I actually see Pittsburgh struggling pretty hard with the third-string quarterback in this one. Yeah. Um, the offense is going to rely on Connor heavily, and I think Vance McDonald, if healthy, has a shot to have a good day today. Um, Chargers have a good pass rush, and Juju requires time for his routes to develop to be able to, to be productive in this mm-hmm. offense. And I don't think that... Uh, What's his name? Hodges is going to have that kind of time to let those routes develop. So I don't like Hodges or Juju in this game, but I do like Connor and I do like Vance. On the Chargers side of the ball, uh, love Rivers in this matchup. I like Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon. Um, and I would stay away from Hunter Henry if Hunter Henry is even back. He's not going to be 100% coming off that injury. Um, I like the Chargers to win this one. And last but certainly not least, Monday, Monday night. night, Detroit and Detroit and Green Bay. Yeah. Is this like the third time they've seen each other this season? No. Okay. It's a sec- they only play each other. They play each other twice a year because they're in the same I'm division. I'm mixing up my blue and silvers. I could be thinking uh, of Dallas. This is always a battle, but fun fact, 
Detroit has won their last four meetings. Wow. Two of which were in Lambeau. This game is in Lambeau on primetime Monday night. And you've got Stafford, Galladay, Carrion Johnson. I mean, it's not, yeah. these aren't slacks. Right, I mean, right. It's, now, it's possible. that said, Green Bay's defense has proven to be a lot better than they have been in years past. Um, the one place you can exploit them, and we talk about this pretty much every week, and that's what teams generally do against them, is run the ball. They against are, Green Bay? They're 30th. Against the run. Against the run. Okay. Um, so I like carry on in this game. I like that too. I like Galladay in this game. With that said, though, I don't like Stafford that much. I think he can throw for over 200, but I see maybe a touchdown, and that touchdown in the passing game will probably go to Kenny Galladay. Um, I don't like Jones, and I don't like their tight end, Hawkinson, who's probably not even going to play anyway. Yeah, he's on the injury report. Uh, um Go ahead, I'll look at that. Green Bay's offense is really starting to click. Oh, yeah, we talked about it. He's still in concussion Um, They're really starting to click, and that Detroit defense is suspect. They allow a lot of time in the pocket for quarterbacks. And so Aaron Rodgers, the last thing he needs is additional time in the pocket. They're 21st against opposing quarterbacks, 22nd against the pass, 29th against the run. The only thing they're good against is the tight end, so stay away from Jimmy Graham. But everybody else on that offense, I like Rodgers, Jones, Adams, MBS and Allison, I'm kind of on the fence just because you never really know mm-hmm. who's going to be the two in any given game. But the main guys on that offense, rock with them. I think you'll be just fine. I think if Detroit can establish an effective run game and control the clock, you think I think Detroit they can, win can this beat game. Green Bay? Yes, I think they can win. All right, so that concludes our Saturday, our Sunday afternoon and Monday night game wrap up. Uh, I don't have anything else. I mean, again, we're on Stitcher now. We're on TuneIn. As always, we're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We have worked out a system for these videos uh, on YouTube and. With that, may the odds be forever in your favor. Week six.